0: Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. Perfect. We're live.
1: Yay! So excited.
0: (laughs) I'm here with Jesse Evans. This is actually pretty much the first time that we actually had the opportunity to meet in person. We've been chatting a little bit online, but we're here at the Photo Native Conference. You're actually one of the founders of the conference, correct?
1: Yes, that's right. I am.
0: And I asked if I could interview you for the Boca podcast, and you were very gracious in being willing to take a few minutes to sit down. I know you guys are busy kind of setting things up right now. Um, but thank you so much for making time to chat with us for a bit.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. I'm more than happy to take a break from working to chat. So it's not a bad trade-off.
0: Well, that's great. And your, your husband, Jason, was actually just uh, shooting an Instagram story for you. He was standing nearby, but obviously you're married and then you have four kids. Is that right?
1: I do. I have four kids. I have a daughter. She's six and then three boys, a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a 10-month-old.
0: Wow. So you've got your hands full. Very full. And then you have a photography business full-time or is it part-time or what kind of hours do you put into it?
1: Well, sometimes it's full-time and sometimes it's part-time depending on the life stage we're in. Currently, we're wrapping back up to full-time as my baby's getting older and older. And then as I've had babies, I go more part-time. So it's just kind of kind of varies. Okay.
0: And we're going to get into a little bit more details about how you kind of create time for your family. Because I I know having two kids myself, um, that's certainly a priority. I know it is for you as well. So we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. But we're actually here in Provo, Utah, which is what about just just not quite an hour outside of Salt Lake City, yeah, it's right? about
1: 40 minutes south.
0: Okay. Beautiful, beautiful area. We're actually, well, it's dark right now, but we're sitting here right next to these really big windows and just stunning snowy mountains just outside the windows. It's a stunning view.
1: Gorgeous. I love love the mountains. I couldn't live away away from them. They're my favorite.
0: And are you from here originally?
1: I am. I am from Orem, which is just next-door neighbors to Provo and born and raised in Orem and went to Orem High School and now I still live in Orem.
0: <laughs> Perfect. It's and then, wonderful. did you meet Jason in school here locally as well?
1: We did. We met in college.
0: Cool. So, how did you get into photography? What, what's the what's the story behind that that brand?
1: Um, I have always loved photography, and I think pretty much any photographer you talk to is going to tell you, oh, I've always loved photography. Um, and when I was studying at, in college, I studied to be a print journalist. I wanted to write for newspapers. Okay. I've always loved writing. And so I was a communications major, emphasis on print journalism. I wanted a job so desperately on the school newspaper. And I said, I will take whatever you have. I just need to be in this environment. Okay. And they said, well, we have a photography position available. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I, I've taken pictures before. And they're like, okay, bring in your camera. So I brought in my... Um, film camera and they're like oh no 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 we do digital oh okay that makes sense for (laughs) a quick turnaround of a newsroom yeah um so I got some kind of on-the-job training and then once I graduated newspapers were pretty much dead it's pretty much impossible to find a job as a journalist sure sure and at that point I had been doing photography casually on the side for roommates you know needing engagement pictures or whatnot and and so I had a portfolio that I had unintentionally built up and I thought, well, I, I'm i kind of good at this, and I really love it, so I'm just going to go with it. And nine years later,
0: wow. still going with it. I love the simplicity of, I'm just going to do it. Just yeah. make a decision and make it happen.
1: You know, my dad always talked about how when he was younger, his stepdad told him, the only thing you need to be in business is a business card. You just tell people, this is what I do. Here's my business card. And that's it. It's as simple as that. And so I've just kind of always had that mindset that if you're going to do it, you just do it. And you just say you're going to do it. And that's that.
0: And would you say, so for photographers that are just starting to get into, or at least interested in getting into the industry, you hear the question a lot, when do I actually start my business? When do I get into business? How would you respond to them that?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I would say if you are shooting and you're in demand, then you are in business. There's I don't know if there's really an official, okay, now I'm going to be in business. You know, I think it's definitely good to do those first steps of getting a license and getting legal. Um, but you're in business when you want to be in business.
0: And I love the simplicity of that no- notion of, of just choice I'm going to make this happen yeah, hopefully there's a little bit of skill to back it up.
1: Right. Hopefully. And
0: hopefully there's at least a slight bit of understanding about business though. I think we have a tendency of just kind of learning on the fly as, as entrepreneurs, but, um, Mm -hmm. I love the simplicity of that idea. Let's not overthink it too much, make a decision, go for it. That's really powerful. Absolutely. So a theme that I noticed, uh, both on the website and I think maybe even on, on your business Facebook page was this focus on the story you talked about being involved or having an interest in photojournalism you enjoy a story or telling a story how would you how does that then tie into photography for you
1: Um, I would say that's probably the key thing that I learned from my degree in journalism is everybody has a story and to me photography is about telling your story and everybody's story is unique to them and I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all method of photography for each client sure um, I think it's important to you know get to know that client so that you can know their story, so you can help tell that story.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I, I love the idea that everybody has a story. It's so true. Um, one of the most fascinating things for me is when I'm traveling, sitting in an airport or walking through an airport, I'm looking around at all of these people and thinking about the fact that just like you said, everybody has a story. Yes. You have the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with them to find out what that story might be, much less photograph them, uh, would, be, would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. But we have opportunities as, as wedding photographers, and you're shooting weddings and, and portraits, a combination of both? Yes, I do. Okay. But as, as wedding f- photographers in particular, I remember and I shot for about 10 years, getting or having the opportunity to be ins- a part of such an intimate day in their lives where family is coming together and close friends are coming together to celebrate this couple. The fact that we're given the opportunity to be there and be a part of it and tell that story is really, really powerful. But what would you say, whether you're approaching maybe more specifically wedding photography, because that tends to be a more a bit more journalistic, mm-hmm. um, potentially your portrait photography. I'm not sure exactly how you approach portraits. Maybe we can get into that. But What are two or three key elements to to telling an effective story with imagery? This is something, you know, telling a story, it's a phrase that's thrown around a lot in photography, but I don't ever get the sense, uh, the same way that I did looking at at your work or your website, um, that there is this real focus on telling a story. How do you go about telling an effective story?
1: Um, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think in order to tell somebody's story, you do have to know their story. Hmm. And in order to know their story, you need to make them feel comfortable with you. And one thing I like to do with my couples is um, when we do like an engagement session before their wedding, I like to meet at a specific location and then we'll drive together to where we're actually oh, going to I take like the that. pictures. like Okay. And so we spend a lot of time in the car and we chit chat and we laugh and we get to know each other. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll share funny, embarrassing stories <laughs> or, you <laughs> right. know, whatever it is. Right. So that by the time we are at our photo shoot location, Their guard is totally down. They're completely comfortable with me and I'm comfortable with them. And we're able to get past the awkward stage and into the stage where we are laughing and, you know, capturing those in between moments. And that's another thing too is, um, and this is something I really learned as a photojournalist is you don't stop taking pictures. Uh, There was one time when we were covering a big rivalry football game and the other team was up and it looked like they were going to win and everyone was packing up their gear and getting ready to go. And I still had my camera out because it wasn't over
0: because you should, yeah. you should absolutely.
1: And, um, there it, it's a game that's still talked about here today between Brigham Young university and the university of Utah. Okay. And there was a Hail Mary pass made and there was the, um, Johnny Harleen was standing in the end zone and he caught that pass. And on this Hail Mary pass, You know BYU won, and it was this huge upset, this huge ordeal. And all the other photographers had packed their gear away, and I was the only one that got the picture of the game-winning of that catch. Catch. Oh wow! And the same thing applies to wedding photography. Is you know you never know when those moments are going to happen. Right. So you need to be ready for them. You need to be prepared. Right. And you don't stop taking pictures because those in between moments are the ones that are going to mean more to that couple down the road.
0: It's so true. And, and that's it's so tempting at the end of especially the long days where it draws yes. out to 12, 14, 16 hours. You're ex- absolutely exhausted. Um, and you're going to put you want to put that equipment in your bag and get out of there as quick as you can. And there are still those moments at the end like yes. you were talking about that. That could be some of the most beautiful images that you capture from the day if you're ready, if you're aware. Right. And it just takes a bit of proactive effort to, to be that aware and be ready for the, for the shot. I want to go back, though, to the way that you handle engagement sessions, because I think this is fascinating. Engagement sessions were a regular part of what we offered our, uh, our clients because it was a great opportunity to get to know them. We, at that point, had probably had probably met with at least the bride prior to the engagement session for a consultation. Had Would you have normally met with at least the bride? Yes. Okay, yeah. so we had that meeting. It's a relatively short meeting, but um, beyond that, my assumption was, you know what, we can just go take photos at the engagement session. This is where I'm gonna get to know them, but I love the idea. I wish I'd had this tip back when <laughs> I was still shooting. I love the idea yeah. that you actually take the time in the car where it's relaxed, Even just the simple idea that you're not having to make eye contact with each other while you don't know each other that well probably makes conversation a lot more comfortable. And so however long you might spend, 10, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever the case may be, sitting in the car talking, that's, that's a brilliant idea. And it's so simple to do. Uh, right. But I'm sure it makes a massive difference by the time you get out, you get this camera out. They're already going to be naturally, if, if they're not used to being in front of the camera, they're not necessarily comfortable with the camera. But they at least know you at this point. You can joke around with them and help them feel more comfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I found that I really enjoy. I enjoy getting to know people and it's, you know, it helps their pictures turn out better. And it's just it's just fun. And that's why I love what I do is I love to have fun.
0: That's brilliant. So. Two primary elements that we've talked about. First of all, making sure you're aware of the client's story, and you can do that by making them comfortable. I love, again, this tip, this, I- this idea of spending a little bit of time with them in the car prior to the engagement session. And then the idea of being ready at yes. any time to yep. grab that shot. And it really does make the, the biggest difference because those in between moments, uh, some of my favorite are those, particularly between the bride and her father, you'll see. Yes. Um, or really, bride or groom and, and any family member where they're maybe step to the side and they're just having a couple of moments of conversation together uh, those types of moments unless you're ready if you're only looking for the, the, the quote primary shots of the day right?
1: if you're just checking off the checklist you're not gonna get anything special you're
0: gonna miss out on that so that's a great tip too that's really great well we talked about the fact that you've got four kids. Yes. you got your hands full. Yes. I want to know what a day looks like for Jessie. <laughs> what, what, like, what's a day in the life of Jesse and her kids and her business? You've got a conference. And I, I want to touch on that here in just a little bit, how you, how you started this conference. But um, what does that look like?
1: Um, it looks like organized chaos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is what it looks like. All right. I'm a type A personality. I'm very organized. I'm very OCD. I like things a certain way. Um, but when you have kids you you don't get that. And so a day in the life looks like, you know, the night before I've probably been up super late working and so I'm tired and then the kids come in and they ask for breakfast. Right. And I am married to the most wonderful human in the entire universe because he lets me stay in bed and he gets up and he gets my kids breakfast. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, he is the most wonderful human oh, being. it's amazing. <laughs> That's Those extra awesome. 10
1: minutes make all the difference in the world. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then it's getting up and making school lunch and sending, you know, my oldest off to school and then my second to preschool and then naps, time for my baby, and then I get one-on-one time with my two-year-old and then my son comes home from preschool and then we eat lunch and then all three of my boys nap. And that is my happy hour wow. when I get to sit and respond to emails because that's what I do. this is about what time of the day? This is about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, all right. And so by the time they're getting up from there now, so my daughter's home from school. And then it's piano practice and homework. And um, we always eat dinner together as a family at Love it. 530. It's our. It's what we do. Kids are home at 5 from their friend's house if they've gone. And then we eat dinner at 530. They get ready for bed, and they're in bed by 7, and from 7 on is work wow. time. Wow.
0: Okay, but you, say, you said organized cast, but this sounds very organized, more organized <laughs> than chaos. <laughs>
1: well, we have a schedule, but that's what happens great. in between the schedule is crazy.
0: But, you know, that's actually a really interesting point that you make because um, this is something that I share with photographers when I have the opportunity to teach on how to create more freedom and flexibility in your life as a business owner. One of the ideas that I share with them is to create a loose structure, not a really, if, if you start micromanaging your day in 15, 30 minute segments, right. it's, it's going to be overwhelming and, and probably st- more stressful than anything else. But the idea of a loose structure that kind of guides you through your day, but then you have those in between moments that the flex, the flexibility of those in between moments to, right. to change things up a little bit if you need to. I love that. That's really, really great. So you said seven o'clock, they go to bed at this point and you have more time to, to dive into work. Yes. Okay. And do you find yourself working and you tend to work late into the evening or does it vary?
1: It varies. It okay. depends on the season. If it's wedding season or photo native season, there's a lot more work going on. Sure. Um. If not, then there's a lot more Netflix binging going yes. on. Yes. You know? Okay. It just kind of depends.
0: <laughs> and is that, is that an opportunity for you and Jason to connect too? I mean, do you guys enjoy watching shows together and yes, that kind of thing? Yes, we do. Okay. And then... Do you have opportunities to spend time with each other beyond that? Do you kind of create or set aside time uh, to, to spend with each other?
1: We do, we like to travel a lot. And so we um, we go on vacation a lot together. Brilliant. And it's a lot of fun. Yes. And so that's kind of our, we, we spend a lot of time together throughout the day. He's a software developer and he sort of, he doesn't work for himself but he works for a company where they are all independent contractors. So he works on his own time.
0: That's great. And so he, so he, he can work, work from home work then too. Yeah. so okay. he works
1: from home a lot. Awesome. And so we spend a lot of time together, working together, not working together. Yeah. But yeah.
0: But you have that, that's great though. I think that having that flexibility due to both your uh, kind of work situation, if you will, yes, yeah. is really wonderful. The fact that you're each doing your own thing. Um, gives you a bit of independence, I think is yes. really great uh, in, a, in a relationship like that. Um, but then the fact that you can also make time, prioritize time, especially I love the fact that you see you go on vacation a lot because I think there is a tendency in the photography industry, photographers just get so bogged down with work that the idea of a vacation time away is almost an afterthought. Right. The fact that you're prioritizing that is, is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. How many times a year would you say that that you, that you make time for a trip?
1: We try to do at least one big trip yeah. once a year. Okay. Um, we'll do weekends away probably a handful of times if y- a year. That's great. Um, my my family has a cabin that we go to, and we bring our kids when we go there. But, again, we're getting away. And yes. We just, we just like to get away.
0: That's Well, that's great. I think uh, as business owners... Probably the biggest benefit of being a business owner, or at least it could be the biggest benefit of being a business owner, is that freedom and that flexibility that you can have. Yes. But a lot of having that freedom and flexibility is making, back to the idea of choice again, just simply making that choice up front. This is a priority or a value to myself or to my family. We're going to make it happen. Right. And then everything else kind of falls underneath that that idea, that that proactive effort. Yes. And... Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's easy to overcomplicate the idea of creating that freedom for ourselves. We assume that we have to be busy in order to run a business. The reality is we make the choice, we'll find the time, and then the workflow can, can. it almost, the workflow becomes simpler out of necessity. Yes, absolutely. Because you, you know you only have so much time in the day. So I love this idea that you the first part of your day, not until one o'clock do you actually jump into email, but you know that that's the kind of time that you're going to be investing in your business that you have to make it happen within that time frame. Um, And that forces you to get to to be a bit more efficient as a result.
1: Yeah. Oh, it absolutely does. If I know that I'm on that, you know, my kids are a ticking time bomb and someone's going to (laughs) wake up. And so I've got a short period of time and I've got X, Y, Z that needs to happen. Yes. I have to make it happen.
0: Well, I can't stress enough, I I have a lot of respect for the fact that you guys prioritize that and and a lot of photographers, business owners could learn from that. That's really powerful. Thank you. Before we close out here, I want to learn a little bit more about Photonative. Now Photographers Edit, my company is here as a sponsor this year, excited to get a chance to connect with the photographers. Um, We're going to dive into the conference actually starts officially tomorrow. There have been some shoots today, but how did you get into Photonative? Where did the idea even come from in the first place?
1: Well, a lot of well, my business partner, Sam, Samantha Kelly, is um it, it was sort of her brainchild. She okay. had this idea, um, at a play date with her kids and some other photographers that this is what it's all about. When you're a photographer it can be really lonely. Yes. It's a very lonely profession. And when you get together with other photographers, you are able to have someone that you relate to and there's that community. And, you know, she was experiencing that feeling of, this is my community. Well, she was at a play date with some other photographers and their kids. And she came home and she was just like, okay, well, I want I want everybody to have this. Um, and then she and I didn't know each other before Photo Native. We had been social media friends, you know, commented on each other's pictures and whatnot. Um, and I had run a workshop a couple years ago that... I don't want to say it wasn't successful, but it wasn't super successful <laughs> okay. and I wasn't super invested in it, Sure. but I had had that experience and she kind of came to me and said, Hey, I have this crazy idea. Do you want to do a photo conference with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds fun. Let's do it. And so we did. And so last year was our first year Okay. and it was successful. We had a lot of fun. We got a lot of great feedback. A lot of people had a really great time and learned a lot and grew a lot and so you know, we're doing it again this year. This is our second year. And, and how many people
0: do you have attending this year?
1: We'll have 300.
0: It's such a great number. Yeah. And, and there's so much to be said right now. We've probably both had experiences at, at larger conferences or trade yes. shows, but the intimacy that comes from a smaller conference like this, 250, 300 people, I can't say enough about so th- i think it's great that th- this is the size of the conference
1: yeah we absolutely love it because if you're trying to com- create that community and be mm-hmm. involved in that community it needs to be intimate and you need to be able to feel like you can connect with everybody and that you're not just another face in the crowd absolutely and lost in a sea of other photographers and this way we kind of come together you know on the same level playing field you know there's no notion of anyone's better than anybody else, and oh the instructors know everything, so listen to them you right. know we're all here together and we're all learning, and we're all growing together as a community
0: I love it, I love it. I had the opportunity to go to a conference back in the fall that was a similar size, and I remember coming away from it just absolutely on fire. Yeah. I was so excited to have had and it's a very simple idea, mm-hmm. but the, the idea is community it's exactly yes. what you said. Um, I'm, I'm in an apartment on, on my own a lot of time, just sitting on my laptop, getting work done there uh, when my kids aren't with me. And it can be very lonely running your own business. But when you have the opportunity to connect with whether it's small groups of people or in this case, a conference of you know 250, 300 people, uh, it's, it's so encouraging to be able to not only to have conversation, but find that people can relate to what you're dealing with. You can encourage yes. each other yeah. and then ideally help each other too share some of the things that you've you've been learning through business and, and in life. Right. And it yeah. can be just extremely encouraging all the way around. So kudos to you guys for putting Thank putting you. this conference on. And, and again, very specifically, the size of conference. I think it's so great for the industry. It's so great for the photographers that are attending. Tell us, first of all, how photographers can find out more about PhotoNative. Where can they find you guys online?
1: Um, we're online at Photonative.com. On Instagram, especially this weekend, there's going to be If you look for the hashtag Photonative2017, you'll be able to follow along all our attendees and their thoughts and their journey throughout this weekend. And all the latest will be on that hashtag.
0: That's perfect. And then how about your personal brand? Where can everybody see your work online?
1: Um, jessealexis.com and then on Instagram at jessealexis.e and there's a lot more on my Instagram than on my website because (laughs) it's been a little bit neglected thanks to Photo Native.
0: (laughs) Sure. Well, you've got your hands full both with family and business, but thank you so much for making time to share with our listeners today. I'm excited to dive into this conference. Yeah, I'm excited too. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm going to let you get back to things, but thanks so much for making time for conversation, Jesse.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.